Okay, hi everybody. Nobody's signing in yet. Oh, here we go. All right, guys, we are going to be going live with Dr. Amy Bandy. Well, hello. Hello. Hi, Don Marie. Let me see if I can get a good background here. Yeah. <laughs> How is that? That's perfect. Well, welcome to Live with Don Marie. Thank you so much. Everybody, please meet Dr. Amy Bandy, the famous. Hi, <laughs> Glad to be here. Thank you. Don Oh, I love her. And if you've read my book, you can finally now meet Dr. Amy Bandy. She is a part of my book in my life for well over 12 years. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. So I'm so honored that you're come on to my live show with me today. And I wanted everyone to see how incredible your life has been and how many people you have helped throughout the years. So, Dr. Bant. Thank Van you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me and for spending the time with me today. And I really look forward to our talk today. Yes, I'm so excited. So, welcome, Dr. Amy Bandy, again. So, you have been a plastic surgeon for over 20 years. I would love, is that correct? 20 years? Okay. I would love to know. Well, let's see. Go ahead. I was just going to say we have a little bit of a time lag here. So when you're talking. Okay. Some of it's getting interrupted. But hopefully, hopefully I'm going to be able to get the gist of what you're asking me. Okay. I'll wait a couple minutes for your questions to come back through. So, Dr. Bandy, when you were in college, did you know that you wanted to become a plastic surgeon or did you go into college not knowing what you wanted to become first of all? Well, entering into college, I knew for sure I wanted to be a doctor. I, I wasn't sure what kind of doctor mm -hmm. I wanted to be. Um, in fact, at the time, I thought I probably wanted to be a pediatrician. Ah. And that was really my main focus and my goal. Um, but when you get into medical school, everything changes as you're starting to um, get exposed to all the different specialties. Yeah. So, uh, but through college, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. Okay. So that's a really big, drastic change from pediatrician yeah. to Absolutely. plastic surgery. Wow. So asking this next question, who was your mentor in college or through life that got you to go to medical school and then change your mind from pediatric to becoming a plastic surgeon? Um, I guess as far as mentors go, my parents were the ones from the time I was really small. I was really blessed to have such wonderful, loving, perfect parents and they were always so supportive and always told the three of us kids that whatever we put our mind to, we could do. So they just had a lot of faith in us. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess my first mentor would be my my parents, not specifically for medicine and, you know, in that regard, but yeah. 
mentor, but the next person who really made me decide that I definitely wanted to go into medicine Mm -hmm. was a pediatrician who was taking care of my son when he was an infant. And he nearly died from pertussis, actually. And he he was six months old, and he got pertussis Mm. because he wasn't fully immunized. He had received the beginning of his immunizations, but not all the way through. So he ended up getting pertussis. Oh my gosh. In the hospital for six months, and I just met this wonderful pediatrician who took care of him. And I I think he was probably the one who um, gave me the courage and the the backup to go ahead and pursue my dreams of going into medicine. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your son. And how is he doing today? Oh, he's. That's great. Was very scary. Extremely scary. Having children is scary alone, whether you think you're prepared or not. So that's great. So he actually is the one that encouraged you to go into medicine and originally pediatric, and then you changed your mind. So where in the last final process of your graduating did you all of a sudden have that bright light bulb saying you wanted to be a plastic surgeon? So basically, once you go into medical school, your first two years are really all footwork. Uh-huh. And you're, you know, you're doing all of your labs and all your studying to learn everything. And the last two years, you're rotating in the hospitals through all the different specialties. Okay. And my first rotation general surgery um, when I went into the operating room I that that was my light bulb moment that I knew I wanted to be a surgeon up until then I had never even considered it it was so far off my radar and I I did general surgery I went in to um, observe a case and I thought oh my god this is where I belong I belong in the operating room and that was really my biggest light bulb moment wow and so at that point every surgical specialty that exists so I could see which was the surgical specialty that I felt that I connected to the most. That's great. And um, actually, plastic surgery was the very last one that I did because wow. it's not a part of the core curriculum. And I actually did it as, instead of taking my um, six weeks vacation, uh-huh. I did this plastic surgery rotation so that I could make sure that I had all the exposure and I could make a decision on what I wanted to do and I was so glad that I did that rotation because that was when I made the decision yes absolutely it's plastic surgery wow and I did it at UCLA and okay the wonderful thing about rotating through UCLA as a student was that you didn't you weren't just at UCLA proper you got to go to the VA hospital oh wow ulcers and and just not just cosmetic we did a lot of reconstruction 
clenched it right then and there that it was definitely plastic surgery that I wanted to do. The one thing that you just said that rang true to me was plastic surgery isn't all about just looking pretty. You were able to work with the vets. You were able to work with children with cleft lips, with deformities. Because when you hear the word today, plastic surgery, everybody's like, uh really and it's kind of judgmental but in fact it is not judgmental it is a need of what we need in life because so many people have gone through trauma car accidents uh, breast cancer you name it and we need special plastic surgeons just like you to repair us and and bring us back you're right on yeah do think of plastic surgery as being only cosmetic surgery Mm -hmm. and only the vanity of some people who just you know keep doing one thing after another more and more and more and there are those people that's true but a lot of times it's because even in those cosmetic situations Uh people feel that they have something that they need to have fulfilled to feel better about themselves and who are we to judge exactly that's the way I look at it so yes um, surgery in plastic surgery but even some of the cosmetic surgery I deem to be really more reconstructive because it helps to reconstruct a patient's life yeah and a reconstructive surgery is not always just the outside physical it's also the emotional part of um, low self-esteem something that happened to them when they were a younger child or just life in general with the comparison of everyone feels like we have to be in this perfect box and look a certain way and we don't it's actually that person itself that connects with their doctor like your yourself and I and I felt comfortable coming to you 12 years ago in 2007 and I was not feeling good about myself I had three kids I you know from perky breast to no breast and I didn't have any self-esteem and I thought no I'm not gonna do it and I went back and forth back and forth and when I met with you I felt so comfortable and so at ease and I just knew it was the right decision for me and it, it was all, and it not only was the right decision for me, it made my relationship stronger with my husband because then I felt much more comfortable within my own self. And that's what I see with the majority of my patients is the majority of patients who come in for a cosmetic procedure have one thing that has been bothering them for mm-hmm. months or years or even all their life, whether it be their nose or their ears or mm-hmm. um, their breath, whatever whatever it is, yeah. something that has just been something just not right and bothering them. And typically, once that patient has the procedure to bring them to where they want to be, it transforms them. It yeah. gives them so much more confidence. It's like taking weight off of their shoulders they're able to feel better about themselves and when you feel good about yourself you're able to socialize at 
and yeah. express yourself better with everybody else that you interact with. So yeah. it's not just a vanity thing. It's more a blossoming thing. Like I like that. You know, like a butterfly, so to speak. I love that, especially seeing I have multiple sclerosis and butterflies, as you know, is my is our figure for multiple sclerosis, the monarch butterfly. And I also believe it's called self-care. And it's self-care does, doesn't just mean skin care or getting your hair done. It's all about being comfortable and loving you. And when you have all that package put together, you shine. And everybody around you can pick up on that positive energy. So I'm all for whatever anyone needs to do to help them get to that next step. Absolutely. I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, it's interesting because it makes me think of something. When, when I was going through medical school and then made the decision to become a plastic surgeon, so I don't know if you're aware of how that works, but you have to go through a surgical um, specialty before you can go into plastics. Oh. So I did general surgery first. Okay. And when I matched in the program to be able to go into plastic surgery, both of my daughters who were teenagers at the time were very upset and almost angry with me. Mom, why would you want to go into such a vain profession? Why don't you stay in general mm. surgery where you can help all these people? And both of my teenage daughters were so down on me for it. And I told them both, just wait till you get older. You'll understand. Right yes. now, yeah. it doesn't make sense to you because you're young, you're beautiful, you've got your whole life ahead of you, and you can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a situation to where you might want to consider doing something to make yourself look or feel better. And and you're the you are the doctor that let them get there. You were their spark to bring them back to that empowerment of themselves. How does that feel when you meet somebody for the first time and they're nervous? Let's let's just, um, we can think of anybody or, or what I went through. And I was super nervous. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I was just ecstatic. And you were the one that helped me get through that through the pain and the tears and the uncertainty. So, I mean, 20 years of practice, is there one moment in your career that will forever stand out in your life? Of someone that really just needed you and you were their guiding light? Good. There isn't just one that I would say. I, I think that um, going through my training, there was mm -hmm. one young man who had been in a horrible car accident, almost died, oh. in a vegetative state. The plastic surgeon came in. There was a team of three of us who went in um, and had to harvest his um, rectus abdominis muscle uh, and do what's called a free flap, where you remove that muscle
completely comatose, and mm. and it took him months and months of rehab to finally be able to, you know, have some level of communication and to see him come from near death to being a you know living, breathing, communicating person again, and the love and respect um, from his family, from his parents, who really just couldn't believe that we were able to save his life. That was one one huge um, event that really made a, a big impression on my heart and in my mind, and, and I'll never forget that. So that was probably the first one. Yeah, that brings chills to my arms. My hair is standing up. So when you got home and you told your daughters about this, did they slowly start to realize this is, you know, this is really what mom needs to be doing? Absolutely. I mean, by the time I actually was in my plastic surgery residency, by then they recognized that it isn't all just cosmetic surgery and it isn't just for vanity, that there is a lot of reconstruction and rebuilding people's lives and helping them in so many ways more than just Botox and filler and whatnot. But, um, but they come around, you know, they're, they're in their forties now. So now they're completely on board for the whole cosmetic. (laughs) They get it. So I want to tell everybody about, um, a little bit about your 20 year background. So you have been recognized as the top surgeon in Orange County. How did that make you feel when you got the news and you were all over? I think think the thing that made me feel the best about that is the fact that that's all patient votes. Mm -hmm. So it comes from satisfied people who I've worked with. It's not just, um, you know, a a paper or a newspaper or whatever deciding who they think is It really made me feel that I had touched enough people's lives that um, I made a difference. So yeah. it was, that's really the main thing for me. It's when you're able to do something to help somebody in their life, I don't think that you can have a better reward than that. That's amazing. That's a great gift. Great gift. So also in your background, um, you have, sorry, I got to change my glasses. I'm like, squinting over here (laughs) um you are a member of the american society of asaps what exactly is that and when you go to the events what happens with all the other doctors and yourself
Okay. And we voted in as a member. And so it's a, it's a pretty um, prestigious group of people. Uh -huh. It's very prestigious. And it's, and it's really the top aesthetic surgeons in the country that belong to this group. And it's, it's a wonderful society. That's amazing. The people are wonderful. It's my favorite meeting to go to. I try to go to at least two meetings a year. Uh -huh. And the aesthetics meeting is always one of the two that I want to go to. That's amazing. It's an incredible meeting with with people who all have their mindset in trying to deliver the best um, procedures to their patients and to you know put our heads together and talk about different techniques that we're using mm -hmm. and little nuances that make it better. And so going to the meeting, yes, you're going to a lot of meetings and um, events, but yeah. a lot of it is seeing good friends and seeing all the other plastic surgeons that you've met over the years and be able to discuss one-on-one -on -one what type of things that you've been doing to make things better in your practice. Or that maybe you've created and you can share a new way of plastic surgery to help others. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. So congratulations on well, thank you. getting into that prestigious um, line of the American society and also I looked into your background as you are also a member of the California Society of Plastic Surgeon and board certified so you are like world famous here well thank you how I does that well I, to me I, you I, are <laughs> so Yes. I don't know. Sorry about that. I just got interrupted. Um, so I do get patients from all over the world. And I belong to, um, I, I think probably the most important is being board certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgeons. Yes. So I, I don't know if everybody understands what that means because being a cosmetic surgeon, um, anybody can claim themselves as a cosmetic don't have to have specific training to call yourself a cosmetic surgeon. And there are other, quote, boards where they, quote, certify you to be a, a cosmetic or, or... That's a bit scary. Um, it's very scary because they are not truly board certified. Even though there are boards, but they are not recognized by the American Board of Subspecialties. So really it's important for people to know if they are looking for somebody who's really correctly trained, has all the surgical background before they ever even go into plastic and reconstructive surgery, yes, um, and then they get trained in the cosmetic aspect of it, they really need to do their investigation and make mm -hmm. sure that they're certified by a board that is recognized by the American Board Association. Yeah, because yeah. you can go pick any plastic surgeon and not... You, you come up botched like that television show and it's scary and you can lose your life. Absolutely. And unfortunately it happens because yeah. a lot of people don't really don't know what to look for. Yeah. But well, you, you really want to, you want to look for somebody who's um, not only board certified, but board certified by the right specialty. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, then you can look at the more nuanced things like, um, 
before and after photos. I always tell patients. I know. Look at before and after photos <laughs> because a picture speaks a thousand words. Yes. I was looking at my before and after photos going through your gallery and I'm like, oh, here comes that 10-year mark. I'm going to have to go in again and make sure everything is where it's supposed to be and no more like lumps or lesions that could have come back in the last 10 years and yes exactly. so yeah the before and after photos on your gallery is very beautiful whoever designed your website it did a fantastic job it's elegant it's beautiful and it's extremely well put together where just reading that i would fly from around the world to get an appointment with you so you're very Thank welcome. You so you're very welcome. So Justin at Alliston Skincare wants to know what your favorite procedure is. Well, I thought about that. <laughs> I figured that might be a question that comes up. And really, my favorite procedure is the procedure that I'm doing right now for a patient. Because it's where my mind is, it's where I'm focused, and I'm looking at that bringing the patient full circle so that when he or she is done with their procedure and they wake up and they see their transformation, that it's everything that they envision. So I really, I love everything I do. I feel very fortunate yeah. to be in a specialty that I enjoy every single procedure I do. That is why your staff and you are so amazing because... When you love what you do, it just shines through you like a golden light. And that's what I see from you all the time. And that's why if anyone asks me, I'm always recommending to go see you. And walking in, it's like walking home to me every time I come to your office. Oh, and you, it's just, it's very pleasant. Everybody knows everybody. And if I don't see a new face, I'm like, or I see a new face, I'm like, hi, I'm Dawn Marie. Who are you? <laughs> like, it's home. I, you know, it's a second home to me um, because you've been there by my side for so many years and your staff has been there. So, thank you. I feel you. very fortunate to have such a wonderful staff and everybody pulls their weight, if mm -hmm. not more, and gets along and they, they all love it as much as I do. So, it's, yeah. it really is yeah, I love it. It's and and I love the new remodel, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. So I have another question here. Oh my gosh, I should have put my glasses on, Doctor Bandy. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> oh, in the practice. So when you're in the emergency, not the emergency room, in the operating room, you always have someone assisting you. but the majority of the time I have a OR tech okay. technologist and that's Stephanie she's wonderful um, and she scrubbed in with me and assists me um, throughout the whole procedure really about the only procedure that I don't need somebody scrubbed in with me is for liposuction because that's okay. really a one man job Okay. but the rest of them I always have an OR tech yes. typically, uh, typically a nurse rotating 
Yes. And that, the other thing that I really love about your um, office is your surgery room is in your office itself. And it's so clean every time you go into your office and so well kept and you just feel that comfort and welcomingness of not only have I seen your operating room, the, the from the front door to the back door, everything is extremely welcoming. And it feels like, it truly does feel like a home and you're in good hands. Well, that's great to hear that feedback because we try to present that. For one thing, you know, it, it is our home. We're there mm -hmm. eight hours a day and we want to feel comfortable there. And we want the patients to feel just as comfortable as we do. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's something, it's a big decision for anybody to make to go forward with having a procedure. So we want them to feel comfortable the minute they call in and talk to Valerie on the phone. Mm -hmm. And the minute they speak with Brianna, our, um, our patient coordinator. Yes. And then when they come in, or even right now, virtual consultations, um, then I get to meet them. And so the whole length of the way we want the patient to have a good experience, to feel that they've made the right decision and to carry it all the way through to the end to where they get their perfect results that they're looking for. Yeah, and I believe that most of your patients stay friends with your office even after that six-week postmark. Many of our patients are return patients, and it's interesting that you bring that up because when I was training in plastic asking one of my attending surgeons how do I go about getting patients how do I go about getting new mm -hmm. patients and people are going to be coming in and they're going to do one thing and then they're gone and they're not um, going to be a return patient and he smiled and he said if they're happy with what they have done they'll be back they'll be back and it's, yeah. and it's true because really we, we need to have maintenance just like you have maintenance on your car Exactly. <laughs> your car into the ground. Mm -hmm. You want to keep it up. And the same thing is with our bodies. We want to do whatever we can to try to look as refreshed and feel as good about as our, of ourselves as we can. Yes, yes. So um, your list of procedures is very long. So we've got in your bio that you do um, Botox, which we'll go back to. Um, breast lifts, um, breast implants, liposuction, rhinoplasty, tummy tucks, uh, Brazilian butt lift, and um, that's all of them. I did get all of them. That's very impressive. That's a lot of work for one doctor to do. You are non-stop Wonder Woman. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Wonder Woman, but, you know, I think a lot of women are Wonder Women. I think women are under-recognized sometimes, but um, you're a pretty Wonder Woman, too. Sometimes. <laughs> You've seen me cry and have complete meltdowns in your office. Um, so okay. I'm, I, I found my light through the darkness. I did. So um, if you don't mind, I'd love to share a little bit of that story. 
So in two, 2007, I came to you because I had uh, low self-esteem and I was always depressed and not feeling good. And after three kids, your body has like a wrecking ball going through it. And I didn't know I had MS at that time. So I went in and got uh, um, silicone implants. And then in 2011, I ended up having a hysterectomy and I knew I wasn't healing right. But then I came to you and I said, I think something's wrong with this side of my breast. And when they did my hysterectomy, they pulled out a bunch of tumors and thank God it was not cancer. And you said, I think you're right. And we went back in and sure enough, we were correct. So you took out all of the lumps and bumps throughout both of my breasts and now I have skin but you reconstructed me beautifully where nobody knows well now the world knows <laughs> and whoever read my book um, knows that um, you got me through a very difficult time in my life and I remember coming out of surgery and I was crying and I was in extreme pain more than I should have been not like the first time but it was because my MS was getting worse. And I remember saying to you, hey, something's wrong. And you held my hand through everything and suggested that maybe I go talk to a, this doctor and that doctor and get certain blood work done. So you didn't just do my second surgery. You were there with me through the entire process of finding out I had multiple sclerosis. And we finally got that news. And I remember going in to have a checkup with you and telling you, and it made complete sense of why I was in so much pain and what was going on. And it was not the surgery. It was the normal pain of surgery, but it was the MS intensifying that surgery. But exactly. you held my hand when I was shaking you were there when I called crying on the phone. Your entire team was part of my huge support of healing and I cannot thank you enough. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we were able to help you in all the ways that you need it. And, yeah. and that's one of the important things that I think doctors need to realize is that when you're treating somebody for one specific thing, it's that's not the only thing you need to focus on. You really, you're treating the entire person. Mm -hmm. You can't ignore everything else. It's it's really all or none. It, it's encompassing, and and I think that that's one reason why sometimes women make such good physicians because yeah, maybe they have a little bit of maternal instinct. I don't know, but we care. We you, care about people, and we care about Yes, and that's what I said. That's why I feel like I can go into your office at any time, not needing anything and feeling like I'm at home. But then I see you all the time. For um, for the longest time, I had headaches that lasted 10 years, and I did not want to do the Botox because I was afraid what was going to happen to me right. living with MS. And then finally I was like, okay, I can't take this anymore, and my neurologist is telling me, to go in for the Botox. So everybody that is listening that lives with MS or chronic 
migraines or ocular um, stress or jaw pain from grinding, you do an amazing job on my Botox that helps me with my headaches, my jaw pain, my ocular nerve tiredness, and it's amazing. And I'm not ashamed to say that, yeah, I do get it, and it helps me medically for multiple sclerosis, and it also helps me with my wrinkles. So, yes, I will 100%. Yes. Um, a lot of people come in if they have hyperhidrosis, which means that they sweat an enormous amount under their arms. We can do <laughs> Botox for that. There are other things too. Meridrite is yeah. really the best, but Botox is awesome for so many things. Like you mentioned, it's great for wrinkles. It's good for um, migraines. Working on migraine headaches and tension headaches. And the jaw. Um, pain. Absolutely all those things. That's great. Uh, we, we love to help patients in all of those fields. And speaking of that, Justin just said, what wrinkles? <laughs> okay, so I now I'm going to have to just talk a little bit about, we're going back to, I don't want to put any chemicals in my body. I gave in to the Botox because it really helps me a lot with all the facial numbness I get, the pins and needles the migraines, everything, but um, with Elastin that you introduced me to, that I had an interview with Justin last week on the most incredible skincare line ever. Um, Remember how I used to bruise? I would bruise all the time, and then I'd like be in hiding for days, and now the Elastin, I just, I, I wish I had a giant tub. I would just stick my body in Elastin every day, which I actually do, it's just in steps and processes, but you recommend, I remember with my first surgery, you had me going on Annika to help with healing. So now um, I take Annika every day living with MS and I did not know Annika was in Elastin skincare yeah. products. <laughs> so our skin is starting to lose so much of the um, natural elastin that mm-hmm. our body produces as we age. And this is the, really the only product that has been scientifically shown to help regenerate the elastin that you're losing as you age. So yeah. I slather it on like it's, you know, I, going out of style. Yeah, it's like every two months, Christmas morning for me when I come back. I'm like, I need more of this. I need more of this. But it has truly, I mean, I glow all the time. And it just, it's incredible. I mean, I'm not putting down any other skincare products. I truly am not. Whatever works for you works for you. But this is hypoallergenic. It's not tested on animals. It's GMO. Is that correct? Yeah, free. And when you recommended it to me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try. And then a week later, I came back and got more. And then as you started getting more in, 
I was like, okay, I, I'm taking that one. Now I've got the entire product line. So someone having a tummy tuck, you would recommend having the Elastin, uh, the fat care. Uh, um, sorry, I can't remember. Yes, we do. Anytime that you're doing a body procedure, there mm -hmm. is a, there, there's a couple of different products of Elastin. And so it really depends on what part of the body you're operating on. But, um, you know, they, they have the transform, which mm -hmm. is for the body and it's wonderful. I use it twice a day, every day. And, yeah. and it doesn't have to be just for somebody who's having a procedure, but it's a great time to start the product when you have a procedure. Yes, exactly. And after. You know, and, and to continue it exactly to continue using it after. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, it's really not any more expensive than getting anything from Chanel or Lancome or whatever that they're selling. But I've seen a massive difference when people see me today from when they saw me last year after writing the book. I was exhausted and looking very haggard. And I got to say, the Elastin, you recommended it to me. And it's my favorite product. Yeah. I, I love it. And I love that, that you do that for your, for your customers because not only are you their plastic surgeon, you're still looking out for them for every day after. And that's, that's amazing. And you don't get that from a lot of doctors. Most doctors is you get in, you wait an hour, you get one minute, and you're done. And you are truly someone who cares and wants to help and nourish and just bring back that shine. And I'll be sitting in your office and I'm talking about you constantly. What are you here for? <laughs> That's because of you, but that's because of you. That is you. That is your ultimate shine in life. That's what led you down that path of medical school from becoming pediatric, which I would absolutely say that you would have been an incredible pediatric doctor, but you are changing people's lives and cosmetic plastic surgery needs to change and people need to look at it differently. It's not just about the glamour. It is about interior feelings of a person, like I said, born with something or dealing with something, and it changes their life, and it changes their life for the better. So to me, I am all for it. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I agree 100%, and, and I think that's why I was drawn so much to surgery, Mm -hmm. and especially plastic surgery because what you're doing is you're using your artistic abilities mm -hmm. to help to bring that patient to what their vision of themselves is, to, to bring that patient to the way they see themselves and the way they want to be seen, mm -hmm. and it's so rewarding. Yeah. What a great job you have. I'm very fortunate. It's an I'm amazing job. Blessed. You are, and I, I'm blessed that I'm that I know you and I get to see you every two months <laughs> in the office with the girls 
Um, so with all of that being said, let's see. Oh, this is something that is very important. After you do a procedure on anybody and you tell them they have six weeks of healing, no water, no getting shower filled into any of the cuts or bruises. Do not lift anything over five pounds no matter what you're doing. Please listen to your doctor, right? Yeah, Really, I mean, I try to drive it home to my patients that it's a very short period of time that we're asking you to really follow a very stringent set of rules so that you can get your best cosmetic results. And I think when you put it to them that way, yeah, most of them are going to listen. Most yeah. people listen. I hope so because I was the stubborn one. I, I was trying to make a bed. I had three kids. And then what did I do? I pulled my stitches. <laughs> right. And that happens. Yeah. And. Are those people that just. And sometimes I think people just forget. And yeah. And they go into their normal mode of thinking and doing it. And then they step back and say, uh-oh, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was me. So people listening, listen to your doctor. <laughs> 100% and follow the rules always. Absolutely. So, um, this was an amazing interview, Dr. Amy Bandy. Is there anything that you would love to tell the viewers? Um, anything that I've forgotten about going forward if they're thinking of plastic surgery? I mean, we talked about your board certification, they must look for that. You're, you know, associated with the um, California one. You're associated with the, um, sorry. Aesthetic. Yes. The aesthetic plastic surgeons is important. Um, California Society is, you know, it's not mandatory, but it is a good group. Mm -hmm. And I also belong to the Orange County Society of Plastic Surgeons. And we get together monthly. Not right now in COVID, but that's true. Typically, we get together once a month and we discuss um, various things at our plastic surgery meetings, and we have guest speakers, and so we get to know all the other plastic surgeons in the area, and that's good too. So you just want to make sure that after board certifi- certification, that your plastic surgeon is experienced, that they are continuing with their medical education, whether it be with you know being a part of other medical societies where they're regularly attending meetings or um, I think all those things are important because you want to make sure that your plastic surgeon is not only well qualified but they're up to date on the latest procedures mm-hmm. and they're keeping um, well informed that yeah that's great news someone just asked are you still taking consultations right now with the coronavirus Okay. do it through um, an app that we have where you can do a virtual consultation. Okay. And we're still doing a lot of that too because we like to try to minimize how much traffic we're having come in, come in and 
Yes. So we'll start with a virtual consultation, and then if it's somebody who wants to proceed or thinks that they're very close to making the decision, then we will see them in person in the office. So yes, we are now open basically to just about everything. The only things that we're not doing right now are any surgery that um, one of the bigger ones that has the potential of landing you in the hospital. Okay. So if it's a very long um, liposuction case with a lot of liposuction and fat transfer and possibly a tummy tuck, something like that we would put off because we don't want to take the risk of anybody having to go to the hospital yeah. during this period of time and then being susceptible to catching COVID because they had to go to the hospital. So exactly. what we're doing is once a patient has decided they want to move forward with surgery, we will then test you okay. to be sure that you do not have active COVID before you move forward with your surgery. Ah, uh, that's, that's perfect. I like that you have the test to test somebody before they go under. Because not only are, are they exposed, they're exposing you and your team. So that's perfect. That's very good to know. So was that you calling to get the test or was that California sending all of the surgeons the test to test for prior surgery? So we give the patient the option. If they want to try to get the test through their primary care or if they have the ability to get it anywhere um, else, that's fine. But we also have it in our office. We, we have the 15-minute COVID-19 test that will tell you if you have active COVID. Okay, that's great to know. So um, hopefully you got your answer for asking that question. And I believe that's, we went through almost all of the questions. I will be seeing you tomorrow because I've had the worst migraine headaches and I missed my appointment a month ago because I was afraid to leave the house. So I will be in there tomorrow to get my my tension spots <laughs> done. Well, be, be well aware and informed that we have special ways of dealing with this now. Only one patient at a time in the office yeah. and everything is disinfected before and after. We take their temperature. So everything is, is done in as clean of a possible way that we can to help prevent anybody being um, exposed. Yes. So, that's I look great. forward to seeing you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. And Dr. Amy Bandy, I am honored that you graced me with this time today and just gave up so much of your information and your amazing light with my viewers. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Don Marie, and have a blessed evening. And we'll see you tomorrow. And love to all of Don Marie's followers love to you Ah, love. love you too Dr. Bandy I will see you tomorrow have a fabulous evening and everybody I will attach Dr. Amy Bandy's um, Instagram to this right after and you can go to her website and take a look at what you need but I would fly from the east coast all the way to here because she is the best surgeon out there you're very welcome. Have a great evening, Dr. Bandy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. So she is just an amazing light of a doctor. She's
been by my side. Um, if you've read my book, Living with Phantoms, Dr. Amy Bandy um, was a huge part of my life and still is. And I trust her beyond anything. And um, her team is incredible. So if you are searching for a surgeon or even if you're dealing with simple things actually they're not simple migraines so many people suffer from migraines and jaw pain they do an amazing procedure with that and helping you out and it's just yeah, I don't know if you're afraid of needles but if you are they will calm you down and go in from there and um, her staff is incredible and very loving so if you are thinking of any of these procedures or if you just want a consult, you can go straight to Dr. Amy Bandy on Instagram and that will bring you straight to her Instagram page, but then you can also go straight to her website from that page and it will give you her entire background of everything that she has done and all I can say is she's an incredible plastic surgeon and plastic surgery does not mean vanity as you heard she has saved lives she has put together a person whose skull was crushed in she has rebuilt cleft lips she has helped so many people in the world so please view plastic surgery as healing instead of vanity thank you very much for watching on Thursday, we've got Jody Large coming up, and she works in the medical field as well. I'm super excited to be talking with her, and she is in spinal surgery. So stay tuned for Live with Domri on Thursday at 4 p.m. And thank you again for following me, blessing me with your time and your love and all of your support. And have a fabulous evening and a beautiful tomorrow. Thank you.